in-depth conversations, matchup breakdowns, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dunlap. Fourth Down in the Steel City, the Steelers are bad. I'm Adam Crowley. He's Colin Dunlap. Are we done now? What do you mean? Are we done? Are we done with this podcast? Are we done? Yeah, with I said team? they're bad, and uh, that's the well, analysis. That's kind of it. That's all you need to know. There's I mean, more. Where, what? Where are they not bad? Um, backup tailback. I think that they're okay. I'll give them that. I actually don't think that the tight end grouping is bad. So there's that. And other than that, Mink is pretty good. Eh, yeah, didn't have a great game on Sunday. Um, I'll give them that, and um, man, that's about it. That's about it. They're bad all over the place. I, I, I don't know. Let Let's get to the story of the day today on this wonderful hmm. Monday, the tenth day of October, and I believe the story of the day probably is Deontay Johnson biting back at two factions. One, Ryan Clark to the fan base let's take that in order if that's okay with you is that all right with you sure is ryan clark espn making some comments and um deontay johnson feeling as if he needs to bite back with that and say well if he wants to he has eligibility left so to speak he could come out here and he could help us out i respect him but that's just another guy talking um i think the scene that needs to be said is this Outside, and you know better than I have. You were practiced just about every day in those days. And I'm just a guy that sits in a studio and I go out every once in a while, but um, I opine a little bit differently. Ryan Clark was held out of the playoff game in Denver because of the situation with his, um, sickle, his sickle cell, right? Yes. The sickle cell trait. Other than that, what Steelers players from that vintage have told me, and even a couple current ones still playing was Ryan Clark got at it every day in practice, never really missed a practice and brought the wood in practice. Mm-hmm. And you might not like what Ryan Clark says on television, but to a man, every single person that played with him as a Pittsburgh Steeler respected the hell out of him because it was a hundred percent, a hundred percent all the time. Would you agree with that? Ask, uh, with that uh, line. There's no question about it. And I thought those teams were filled with leaders. Ryan Clark was never a guy who, among leaders, was still not afraid to say his piece, whether it would be well-received or otherwise. And I think his teammates always liked that about him. Sometimes it might rub them the wrong way, but they always respected that he wanted to work his ass off. I think Ryan Clark's excellent at television because he brings that same level of, I'm going to say what I think, to everything that he does i will say i don't know if i can ever look at an nfl team and feel comfortable about saying that they quit or not i don't know that the steelers quit on sunday i know that they sucked i know that kenny pickett didn't quit for sure i have a hard time saying that pro athletes quit colin it's just unless i'm in the locker room and i can gauge it or i'm on the sideline and i can see their body language so I would understand why Deontay Johnson would sort of take umbrage with it. I am not qualified to say they quit. I can make a guess and a stab at it. 
I'll say this, if anybody is, it's a former Steeler and a guy that played a long time in the National Football yeah, League and a guy that could see the mannerisms in the body language. And one time it might be kind of something off. Two times it becomes a trend. And here's the thing. They've now been called quitters by a former Pittsburgh Steeler and an opponent who is a Pittsburgher. Mm-hmm. So that – and what Tyler Boyd called them a quitter – Tyler Boyd understands the ramifications of that. And Tyler Boyd understands the depth of insulting the Pittsburgh Steelers as a kid who grew up here. Uh, He didn't call the Jacksonville Jaguars quitters. He didn't call the Cleveland Browns quitters. He didn't call somebody in Arizona a quitter. He called his hometown team quitters. And I don't think it was a vehicle in which to get something taped on a billboard somewhere, something to have a team get fired up. I think he was giving his honest opinion and sometimes the truth hurts. I, uh, uh, if nothing else, let's say that the truth is just halfway, that they didn't mm-hmm. go full speed on every play. I think it shows to people who aren't in that building every day that they're comfortable arriving at an opinion that this team is a million miles from where it was just a decade ago. Oh, no doubt. And that's what I can't wrap my head around. It's one thing to lose Ben Roethlisberger, your Hall of Fame franchise quarterback, and take a step back while you're trying to figure out who you are. Right. It's another thing to get thoroughly embarrassed, and it's not like they weren't getting embarrassed last year either, and they've been getting embarrassed at home in the playoffs against Jacksonville, against Cleveland without their damn head coach. Then, last year, you play Kansas City twice, you lose by a million both times. You play Cincinnati twice, you lose by a combined eh, about a million as well. They played good teams last year and got their doors blown off. They've played one truly elite team this year, and it was not competitive from the third play of the game on. Whether they quit or whether they're just not good enough, I'll tell you what, it's not good enough. It can't be accepted for the Pittsburgh Steelers to become a laughing stock. And regardless of who said it, whether it's a former Steeler or somebody else, when somebody's on ESPN and then the clip goes viral and they say the Detroit Lions are doing something right and the Steelers are not, it can't happen. I'll it tell can't you what, happen. I can't wrap my head around. That's very well said by you. Uh, what I can't wrap my head around is a dumbing down of goals by Steeler Nation. Uh, I'm not this get off my lawn. I'm an old school guy. I worked uh, 13 hours at J&L. Then I went and drank three beers and then went back and worked the night shift because someone called off. Uh, well, nobody ever called off at J&L because they're all tough. But uh, I'm not that guy. I'm not that I worked on a steel mill and then I went home and, you know, cut my grass with no sleep and then I went right back. And then uh, I'm not that guy, I promise. So please don't let this come off like this. But – I am so freaking tired of because the organization tells us this is the goal. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of anything being, I'm tired of it being anything but Super Bowl or bust. I know that's a weighty and median and a very high proposition there. But as someone who knows it, all I know is that is that logo on one side of the helmet. All I know is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And all I've been raised on as a football team is them. For people to say, well, you know, teams go up and down in the National Football League. Okay, then why did they build a big-time defense, right? 
Well, you know, things are cyclical and this. Okay, well, they drafted a freaking first-round quarterback. Well, you know, this. Okay, they drafted a first-round running back who they pumped it to a million times last year. So why should I? And I refuse to be. I'm not this. I'm not going to be the soft guy or the millennial or whatever old people like to yell and scream about, but maybe I'm becoming that person. I'm not going to be the guy that says, okay, just getting there is enough. Okay, winning more games and losing is enough. Even when Mark Malone sucked and Bobby Brister wasn't good and Kent Graham had no business being the quarterback and Jim <laughs> Miller was awful and Cliff Stout was there and Rick Strom was a snap away, all that kind of stuff in my life, people in this town used to be disappointed no matter the circumstances if the Steelers didn't get to the Super Bowl and win it. And I just can't fall in. I refuse to allow myself to be pulled out with the tide of those people. Yeah, I've thought about this a lot in the last day or so since the drubbing happened. And I read your tweets. And I think there's a lot of folks that say, well, it's unrealistic to every year be good. And eventually you need to rebuild. And you know what? I found myself getting pulled out with the tide a little bit, Colin. Eh, you know what? They've been not always good, but always competitive since I've been 13 years old. I'm about to turn 32 at the end of the month. But then I started to think about it more. This team has drafted poorly. That's why they stink right now. It's not because they finished in the middle. Oh, they finished middle. They're draft middle. You're going to stay in the middle. No, they swung and missed in the draft. They've swung and missed in free agency. Well, it's cyclical. There's parity. If you draft well, you win. If you don't draft well, you lose. And they've had an opportunity to draft well. They took Najee Harris, who's not good right now, instead of an offensive lineman. They took, instead of Creed Humphrey, who is one of the better centers in football, Pat Fryermuth, who I think is really good, but he's tight end. I'd rather have an offensive lineman. They drafted Devin Bush instead of a bush. I mean, I would rather have a, a, a tree, a bush in the middle of the defense than that guy. And you go back and back and back. So I've thought about it, and I thought, you know what? Yeah. yeah, it's unrealistic for them to always be competitive. But you know what? I don't buy that. They had an opportunity to be better if they made some of these right draft picks, and they just simply haven't done a good enough job on the personnel side. Well, I'll meet people here, and this is where my logic, a lot of people can't follow, but I can, so it's all that matters. It is unrealistic to be good every year. It's unrealistic to make a run at the championship every year. So here's my logic, and I know it's unrealistic, right? So the way I see it, and this is – Strange, but it only need, I'm the only guy that needs to understand this. So I'm just going to say it. It's unrealistic to win a championship every year. Mm-hmm. It's unrealistic to make a deep run every year. It's unrealistic maybe even to make, <clears throat> excuse me, the playoffs every year. But, you know, I don't want to admit that till the year's over. Like, while I'm in it, I'm not, I'll never allow myself to admit that's okay. After the year's over, it's okay to walk away from it and go, you know what? It's really tough to win a Super Bowl every year. 
Yeah, but as you're in that moment, the expectation has to be, the goal, the aim has to be, we got to win every freaking football game we're playing in. And if you do that, it leads to playing in the Super Bowl, right? I just, I can't midstream right now be like, hey, it's just, it's okay if they win more than they lose. In retrospect, if the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, what are they, one and four, right? Mm -hmm. If they look back on it and they end up being nine and eight, and they have some big strike toward the end of the season, and they're able to strike through and be a, a wonderful football team and get their get their act together, I can say, you know, in the course of all that happened, having a winning season was pretty good. I mm -hmm. can say that in retrospect. But never in the moment or planning for that moment, never beforehand or in it, will I say anything less than perfection is accepted. Yeah, I understand that. And I look at college football and Ohio State, for example. Every year they want to win the Big Ten, they want to win a national championship. You're not going to do it every year, but that's their expectation. And if your expectations are that high and you're aiming for excellence, I think that's what it's all about. The New York Yankees, every year they want to win a World Series. The Pittsburgh Steelers, their stated goal is every year they want to win the Super Bowl. It's unrealistic that that's going to happen every year. But you need to strive for excellence to achieve excellence. And to your point, the Steelers are supposed to be different. They're not right now. They're just like everybody else. They're supposed to be different. And unless you act different, you're not going to be different. So I suppose my question now is, if they don't get their act together this year, how long are they going to be down? They can't be down for long. And you do not have to be down for long in the NFL. Let's say they stink this year. And that's what they're trending right now. 17 in the last 19 years, a team has gone from worst place in a division to first place in the division. You don't have to be down for long. So if they are bad this year, and I mean bad, bad. Let's say they win, they go 4-13, and 13, something like that. They sure as hell, Colin, they better have the expectation that next year they can make the playoffs again. Can I answer that after we take a quick break here? You sly, sly dog. <laughs>